Welcome, everyone, to episode 358 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. So today's topic is we're, we're bringing back the retro reviews. I feel like we've only done maybe one or two of these in the past. Final I, Fantasy VI, obviously. Maybe Tactics. I, I think we did both of them, yeah. What was it, both of them at once? No, it wasn't at once. I think we did Final Fantasy VI with Chris. Okay. And then we had Tactics because... you Remember that that like in our beginning years where all we talked about was final fantasy tactics final fantasy six like every episode yep. i think uh i want to say somebody i don't remember who suggested we do a retro review okay on it uh and kind of like put it to bed so yeah the retro the retro reviews are something i always enjoy doing um, yeah and dan and i actually were discussing leading into the episode because i suggested we do a retro review and we're kind of going back and forth on the game. Like Final Fantasy IX was one I suggested at first, but that was purely from selfish reasons. Uh, I've been looking for a reason to play Final Fantasy IX. Uh, but you suggested we do a game that's having a sequel coming out this year. Yeah. So that led us to reviewing Spyro 1. Yeah. So. It's, uh, Spyro, the Reignited trilogy is coming out in September this year. Spyro, actually, the first game came out 20 years ago in this September. So... Uh, so it's it's timely for us for us to be talking about it. Uh, so that's going to be our main topic is is a retro review for Spire of the Dragon. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about this episode. Uh, so to tease later on for later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about Fallout. There was a big Fallout announcement, uh, Fallout 76. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the Pokemon news, which just came out the other day. Um, I actually played one of the new Pokemon games that was announced briefly called Pokemon oh. Quest. So I will be talking about that. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I feel like this stuff is coming out now so that they can kind of control the message about these things before E3. Uh, you know, I, things tend to get lost in the shuffle during E3. So not that the stuff that we heard about would get lost in the shuffle, but you never there, know. There's already a lot of rage going around. Sure, sure. Uh, do you have anything else you want to tease, Will, for later on the episode? I've been playing a ton of Hyrule Warriors. Okay. Um, I'm really excited to talk more about that game, because mm-hmm. I'm loving every minute of it. Nice. Uh, the only thing I played different was, I, other than Pokemon Quest, was I started Bayonetta 2, finally. Um, I'm probably three or four hours into that at this point, so I'll talk briefly about that, having covered it already, so... Yeah, uh, without further ado, let's get into Spyro the Dragon. So as I said at the top of the episode, it came out nearly 20 years ago this September. It was released on September 9th, 1998 for the PlayStation. It was developed by Insomniac Games. Uh, So I did go back and play roughly about an hour. Uh, I didn't get a chance to play more than that. Uh, I mostly just wanted to, like, feel what the controls were like again because i I remembered a lot of it 
uh, as far as the worlds and the bad guys and, and, and some of the tips and tricks and stuff. But I really wanted to go back and feel like what, feel what it felt like to actually play the game. Um, it was different. Let's say that, uh, playing a 3d platformer without the right, right thumbstick controlling the game was very (laughs) weird. Uh, it makes me afraid to go back and play like Mario 64. Yeah. That's kind of the same way. It's that first generation of 3D platformers uh, before the dual dual thumbstick became standard on on modern controllers. You know. Yeah. So, what did you think of the controls? Because uh, I'm gonna read like fun facts or trivia about the the first game later, but uh-huh. uh, it got praised for its like smooth and great controls. So what yes. do you what do you uh, think now? It does I, I don't think this game holds up particularly well. Uh because of the the camera thing. Yeah. I didn't I I didn't feel like the controls are tight enough at this point uh compared to what we have today. Which makes me glad that they're doing a remaster because I feel like with some modern tweaks on this formula it's going to be amazing. You know? Before we dive more into this game, yes, Dan, would, would you be surprised to hear that people are in a rage over the graphics for the new game? Really? I thought they're fine. I mean, some people really need to have like photorealistic graphics. I'm not one of those people, you know. Uh, we talked about like Mario Odyssey, and 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 was it uh, Corey that didn't really care much for the Mario Odyssey graphics, or Eric? Uh, I want to say both of them. Okay, yeah, but I like I thought they were awesome. I like I don't. As long as it fits the aesthetic of the game, I'm I'm fine with it. It doesn't have to be like it was colorful. It ran great. You know, that's that was all fine. PC, the argument that I'm seeing people talk about uh, is that they don't like the lighting because it takes away the original essence of the game. And to that, I say, if you're looking for the original essence of the game, play the original games because original, yeah. this is a reignited trilogy where, of course, they're going to make the game look as colorful as possible. Like, yeah. are, are, you, are you kidding me? No, I think I think it's it, it the it looks good. I like the varied lighting and stuff, you know? Yeah, uh, everything is like the same for the most part, the same lighting in this. You know, there's a few shadows here and there, but it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the original integrity of the game is still there. It's just, yeah. it's literally if Insomniac made the game today, what it would probably look like, in my yeah, opinion. Th- that's what it looks like at, at this point, definitely. But, but yeah, yeah, d- control wise, like I felt like the camera was a bit, a bit janky and, and hard to control. Uh, just be, I, I remember back in the day thinking it controlled awesome. It's just we've we've come so far uh, from that point that, you know, it just doesn't doesn't hold up as well as like the the more pixel based games uh, from the like NES era or SNES era. Well, like one thing to like really speak to the controls, Dan, do you remember Spyro doing the run skip? Uh huh. Um, So like I remember that and like I try to pick it up for the first time. And, you know, when you take a turn a little too fast on the road and you're like you get like oh god like you're not having a hard time controlling it it feels weird yeah that's sort of exactly how i felt trying to control spyro the first time and trying to do those moves that i was able to pull off like when i was first played the game like it felt just i wasn't really in control that well like i was going way too fast to be able to do anything i was flying off the edge but you know once you kind of settle yourself in i should say that i played all the way up into the fourth world uh, which is the Beast Makers. Huh? So I played two-thirds of the game, probably. So, you know, I kind of got 
you know, at home with you, it. You got used to the controls again. Yeah, you do get used to it. And I had played it maybe a year ago and uh, 120% of it. So, like, I was pretty familiar with everything again. So, like, it just took me maybe a world, like the Arizon world, to kind of get back into the swing of how the game is played. Because, okay. um, yeah, it it's a... When you go back to play old games and you realize how the controls and the camera worked before, it's kind of a jarring experience until you can get used to it. Yeah, especially, like I said, those those first-generation 3D games. Uh, I, I bring up Mario 64 only because this is heavily compared to Mario 64. Um, a lot of people said it was, like, the best PlayStation platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was Crash Bandicoot, but a lot of people like this a lot better than the Crash Bandicoot games. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of comparisons drawn between Mario sixty four and and Spyro the Dragon, the first one. So, yeah, yeah, just weird. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Uh, it's something about these types of games that makes it make it so they don't necessarily hold up as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, it's unfortunate because everything else about this game. Because I feel like if a lot of people went back to play this game, like say, if. Like, an, like, say Eric went back to play it, I don't think he'd get very far before he'd be like, screw this, I'm done. Yeah, right. Because uh, the controls are frustrating. Maybe the same thing with Corey. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think that sucks that it's, a, that it's a turnoff for people. So it's a really good thing that we're getting a, you know, the reignited trilogy this year. Because I feel like the this game would benefit a ton from these these remasters that we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. I just hope they do do the uh, right stick to control the camera i'm sure they will because that's a that's a modern convenience that like you just have to have in games nowadays that'll be the thing they stick to the original too (laughs) (laughs) that would probably make a lot of people upset oh yeah um so dan i want to start off uh i guess not start off what do you think of the the different worlds in the game like uh i mean i like them i remember being enamored with with them you know back in the day um this is one of my top top games probably i would say it's it's not my favorite playstation game only because of final fantasy 7 and final fantasy tactics and how high a regard that i hold those two games but Mm -hmm. it's definitely it's it's top five i i know we went and reviewed or uh ranked our top playstation games and I, i don't remember now if it was on my list or not but yeah, I mean, I I like the environments. I like the world. They're a little bleak compared to the way games look nowadays. But for a game that came out twenty years ago and was in the the early early generation of the the 3D platformers, I I think it looks it looks cool. You know? Yeah, like I love just how the game starts off. Like the two dragons are getting interviewed, and yep. they're like, <laughs> "What do you think of Ganassi Ganork?" And then like. They start talking smack, and then he freezes all of them. And then Spiral's like, "Oh boy, time to get to work." Yep. And it's like a baby dragon saving the world. Yeah. It's just like a. It's cool. Like, it's. I played this game so many times that like when all of this started like booting up again, and I was seeing it again. Like in my in my twenties, like I got giddy because I was like, yeah. I remember. Like I remember all of this. Like this is so cool, and I'm actually like playing it again. Hearing the music and stuff, uh, yeah, it just, it brought back a lot, you know. It's, like the, the, this was my like uh, teenage years game. Like this is what I played. My wife played quite a bit of this game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I yeah, it's like so much nostalgia. Like that Arson theme song when you first get in there, and it's just yep. like it's so a game like Stardew Valley 
you know, we talk about the music and how, like, we love the music. Uh, Terraria is another example. Um, Undertale. But, like, man, like, I don't think a lot of these games kind of hold a candle to a lot of these classic soundtracks these days. Like, and I don't know if that's just my nostalgia glasses on uh, saying that. But, like, I remember every single tune from every single, like, realm that you were in, every overworld that you were in. Uh, it's yep. just, like, I don't know. It's amazing how well that sticks with you after all these years. Yeah. Because other than the, the, you know, whatever hour or so that I played to this early, uh, earlier, I haven't played it in probably 15 years, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and there's actually quite a few more Spyro games than just the original trilogy. And then uh, it obviously spun off into Skylanders. Yeah. Uh, but I do have, I've got a list of some of the other Spyro games. I don't know if you were going to get into that, Will. Yeah, no, go go ahead, read them. Uh, so there's Season of Ice, which is a Game Boy Advance game. Season of Flame, which also was a Game Boy Advance game. Enter the Dragonfly, so that was for uh, PlayStation 2 and GameCube, and that was ported to Xbox and Windows. Huh. I don't. I I only vaguely vaguely remember these. I remember not being interested in Spyro at that point, uh, and these didn't review as well as the original trilogy. Uh, so that could be why they release one every year for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the kind of the reboot of the series started in 2006. It was the legend of Spyro new beginning legend of Spyro, the eternal night and legend of Spyro dawn of the dragon. Dawn of the dragon. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that was on. Where was it? Okay. So 360, a new beginning was a game boy advance GameCube, PlayStation two and Xbox. Okay. So I don't even think was 2008 one on the 360. Yes, that sounds familiar. DS, PS2, PlayStation 3, Wii, and Xbox 360. Okay. So, so that was the most recent Spyro game that I remember then, which is the most recent. So I should call up a video of that one too, just to see what it's like. Is that when Spyro was going through his ugly face? He was uh, he was kind of a jaded teenager, Spyro. Edgy Spyro. Yes. All right. Let's. uh, Okay. So I'll call up the video of Legend of Spyro: Dawn of the Dragon. Now, Dan, I'm going to toss a a level out to you. See how much you remember of it. Treetops. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was on the wiki page for it, and I was reading through a lot of stuff, and like, uh, Treetops was like list down there as being regarded as the hardest level in all of the Spyro games. Oh really? Yeah, uh, just because you kind of like got to do the the you run down the ramps to pick up speed, and then you're flying to different sections of the the uh, islands that are in the trees, and then you gotta like try to connect a bunch of them to build a hundred percent that level. Like I okay. remember dying so many times on it. Yes, it's, when I was younger. Yeah. It's coming back. There was the thief that was not blue but green too in that one section. Uh huh. Um, yeah, so many, so many memories of the game, like, you know, the different worlds were all very different, the artisans, the peacekeepers, magic crafters, beastmakers, dreamweavers, I think the dreamweavers was my favorite world, uh, that's the one where all the magic was happening, where, like, they would, um, change the size of the platforms that you're trying to jump on, and stuff like that, um, I really liked that world the most, I think. Yeah. But... I have some trivia, by the way. Let's hear it. 
Um, so an ex-police drummer uh, made the soundtrack of the game. Yes. Oh, what was his, his name's on here a bunch? Stuart Copeland. Yes, that's what it is. Which is funny, really funny to me. Um, let's see. Within the game, there are six dragons from the uh, the regular home worlds that get rescued twice. Oh, really? Which is what I didn't, never picked up on. There's 80 no. total dragons that you free, but six of them are ones you've already saved, and I guess it's because they went to go fight Nasty, uh, oh, and you froze, froze them. Me. Um, there was another one that I was like actually blown away by. Uh, the late demo uh, of the game, you could actually beat it. Really? Which kind of was crazy to me. It says, uh, in the late demo, all of the home worlds are accessible and the game could be completed. However, much of the music is a placeholder in the game, and a lot of the levels have different gem counts. Uh, a lot of the sound effects are missing or different from the final game, and most of the dragons are just plain text while others don't even have text, and some have slowed down dialogue. Um, all the boss battles are named boss, um, and the boss level Nasty Nork named Nasty's Plays has shortcuts where he drops new enemies along the way. It's crazy to me, like, could you imagine a demo being out now and you could beat the game? No. Like, that would never happen anymore. No. Maybe that was something they kind of did on purpose, just for fun. Uh, but nowadays, like, people would know about it immediately, you know? Yeah. You'd never know that way back then. That was... That- you know, pre-internet days. Not pre-internet, but the internet wasn't what it is now, you know? Definitely. It kind of makes me, uh... makes me wonder how many, how often this happened in the older older days with these games. Yeah, I'm sure there's other ones that did that, too. Um, let's see. There was... The home worlds are based off the, uh... Or maybe based off the Hindu caste system, so the early lower levels are based on artisans, while the spiritual people, like the Dreamweavers, are higher up in the uh, in the ranking. And then, like the warriors, which is the Beastmakers, is in the middle. I remember. I, I think I remember Graham saying something like that that he had read an article in a video game magazine way back in the day about mm-hmm. that, and I didn't know what he was talking about, but that makes total sense. Yep. Which I didn't even realize that until I read the the trivia for the game. Like that that's a possibility of like what they did. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of memories of this game. It makes me really excited to like go back and play the Reignited trilogy because I haven't even played Spyro three. I've beaten Spyro two, Ripto's Rage, so I'm gonna Spyro three is gonna feel like a fresh game to me. Yeah. Spyro three, Year of the Dragon was called year of the dragon because the year 2000 was the chinese year of the dragon oh wow yes so i played the first one a ton i feel like i only briefly tried ripto's rage and i also don't think i played the third one at all if i remember correctly i want to say people think spiral three is the best one i've i've read that too it was the best reviewed I think it's like uh, Metacritic score was like 91 or something like that. It was the 15th highest rated PlayStation game of all time. So we really missed out that. on something special then, it seems like. Yeah, let me let me verify that because I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Uh, reception, so Spire the Dragon, um, 85% at game rankings based on an aggregate of 18 reviews. So 85%. I'm pr- like I said, I'm pretty sure Spyro 3 was the best reviewed. Uh, You're the Dragon. 
release reception. Uh, it was critically acclaimed with the game receiving an average ranking of 91 based on 15 reviews at Metacritic. According to Game Rankings, Year of the Dragon is the 14th highest rated PlayStation game of all time. Wow. Okay, so that game is the highest regarded in the Spyro franchise. Yes, I think it, people cited the variety of gameplay more so than the other games. Because I think there's different characters you can play as, if I remember there's correctly. There's different characters. There's a lot, lot of like mini games and stuff that you can play. I think there's a cool skateboarding mini game that I see on Reddit every now and again. Yes, I want to say too that my wife beat. Did you beat Spyro two or three? Are you sure? I think you beat one of them that I didn't. I want to say she beat Ripto's Rage for some reason. It was very long time ago, so. It it could be Spyro too. You could be right about that, Will. I just for whatever reason Ripto's Rage. Uh, something tells me Val beat that because maybe I was playing it when I was young and she saw me playing it. Maybe that rings a bell for some reason. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So Dan, are you thinking that that hour satisfied you enough to play or wait until the reignited? Or are you going to play a little bit more of the? OG Spyro. I might try to find uh, an emulator mm-hmm. and run a legally backed up copy of a game on my computer with like up, you know, super updated graphics and stuff, or not updated graphics, but higher resolution and and whatnot, and see if I can tweak it a little bit to more to my liking. Ooh, can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a GameCube one that I run Mario sunshine in like 1080p son of a gun i didn't know you could do that yeah it makes it look quite a bit nicer i mean it doesn't fix all the all the old graphics looking but uh you know that's not as not as jaggy yeah it runs usually runs nicer doesn't look as boxy and blurry no it looks it looks quite a bit better interesting yeah i should look into the same thing considering i actually own the three Spyro games on my PlayStation 3. Yeah. That's the only place you can play them currently, right? Correct. There's PSP versions of some of the games, too. So. I think they came out later. Uh, Yeah, that's all I have to say about Spyro. It's awesome. I'm hoping to see a Switch or PC. I don't have a PS4. and I don't have an Xbox One. So I'm hoping that they get announced for Steam or the Switch. I want to say they got announced for both, but not initially. Okay, yeah. As far as I can see, it just says uh, PlayStation and Xbox. I want to say it's timed exclusive to PlayStation. Oh, maybe they didn't announce it for Switch, but it was rumored that it is, in fact, coming to Switch and PC. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there was some mention that the new Smash Brothers is going to have Spyro in it. That's a rumor. And that they're waiting until the the Nintendo E3 to announce that collaboration. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Nintendo can do no wrong. They can do wrong. But when they do stuff like that, it's amazing. Dan, they announced three dumb Pokemon games, and I was excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. I'm excited. Uh, September 21st is the date for the Spyro Reignite, Reignited trilogy. It's developed by Toys for Bob and published by Activision. 
Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some news. Nibble bits. Uh, we will start with the Fallout news. I'm going to call up the Fallout trailer um, to put in the chat. So all of a sudden the Fallout or the Bethesda, I'm sorry, the Bethesda Twitch channel went live. Uh, I don't think anyone saw this coming. It just kind of popped up and there was just like a TV in the background with the please stand by uh, logo on the thing or please stand by like screen on the TV. And then there was a, a vault boy bobblehead, like kind of in the foreground and the TV in the background and like various stuff would happen. Uh, this went on for like 24 hours, I think, uh, before anything actually happened. And what happened was a teaser trailer for Fallout 76. Uh, it's just that, a teaser trailer. Uh, since some people have dug some information out, uh, well, we talked about it in our Thumbstick Athletes chat, but it's likely set in West Virginia where Vault 76 was originally located. Yeah, actually, you know what? Let me get Vault 76's like uh, lore page up real quick so I can read it. Um, yeah, because it's already fleshed out in the Fallout lore. So Yeah, it's like a legit uh, thing already. So not all vaults were designed for experimental purposes. Vault 76 was one of the 17 known control vaults, meaning that it was used as a baseline to compare the experimental vaults. Uh, so Vault 76 hosted 500 occupants and was programmed to open in the wasteland outside 20 years after the nuclear war. According to Vault Tech Terminal in the Citadel, Vault 76 is located somewhere near Washington, D.C., likely in the outskirts and the outlying areas uh, of Virginia, as it does oh. not show up in the capital wasteland. Virginia, not West Virginia. So I, that's vague. It doesn't specifically say where it is. Um, Virginia, West Virginia. They, I mean, the song that they picked was Take Me Home Country Road, right? Yes. Uh, which mentions Which references West Virginia. So I'm assuming it's West Virginia. Yeah. Um, so basically, this vault, 500 people, it opens up 20 years after the bomb goes off, much before any... None of the other vaults are opened yet, and not a lot has formed in the way of factions and civilizations. So it's going to be pretty rough, whatever this yeah. game is, if I'm were to guess. So, um, I should say, Dan, it was actually funny. Yeah. I, uh, I was actually sleeping. I went to bed. I watched a lot of that stream like an idiot, just kind of waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, went to bed, woke up and I was like, I should look at this dumb Bethesda stream and see what's going on. I booted it up and watched it for like a minute. And then that's when, uh, Todd Howard came on. Okay. And said, thank you, everybody. We had over, like, 2 million aggregate people watching, uh, unique people watching. Like, thank you. Um, and then here's a teaser trailer for what we have in store for Fallout, and that's what it was. Nice. So what do you think? So uh, since that's all happened, that's that's all fine and good. Since that's happened, uh, some sources close to the project have come out, not come out and said, but through, uh, they've released information through their media media friends that uh this game is supposed to be a survival rpg in the vein of uh like a arc survival evolved or rust or that type of game um that's not confirmed that's just rumors at this point uh interesting an interesting direction i think to take take the game uh, i don't know that i'm interested in a survival rpg i've kind of 
I've kind of grown tired of the games as a service type of thing, mm-hmm. you know. But what are your thoughts, Will? Uh, cautiously optimistic. Uh-huh. I think if this is a survival RPG game, I think it'll be cool. It won't be for me though, yeah. Because I don't, I don't particularly like those games that are like Rust or Ark. I think they're a time sink. I don't really have the time to. If I'm going to play a game, I'm going to play something either A, that I've played before in love, or B, uh, a new game that I'm extremely interested in. Yeah, and that, that's my problem with these these types of games. Like, I, I just don't want to sink endless hours into one game. There's so many good games that are coming out, and I want to play absolutely everything. I don't have the time. I mean, games like uh, I love Overwatch. I love Guild Wars 2. Uh, stuff like that, like I would sink a lot of time into because I love those games, but I just don't feel like I should. You know, I I want to play the newest single player story game, or I'm more likely to play like a a couch co op game uh, instead of something like that. You know? Yeah. Uh, sur- sur- it, I I think it was Jason Schreier who who po- posted on Kotaku that uh, he he had heard from his sources inside Bethesda that it was going to be a survival RPG. Uh, and someone mentioned Ark in the comments section, and uh, Jason Schreier was like, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that game because a lot of the people that I know have said it's closest to Ark Survival Evolved, and that game is a massive time sink. There's no way around it. Uh, I think if this game ends up being free, I will I will at least give it a shot. Um, so, but outside of that, like I I can't see myself buying it as much as I love Fallout. I I can't sink endless time into a games of service game. You know, uh, I think uh, we'll talk about Fort. Uh, we should I should, forgot to tease the top of the episode. We'll be talking about Fortnite too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We, <laughs> we both played Fortnite. Um, I feel like it, with that game, like just the way it's set up, it it doesn't require you to spend as much time in it, you know. Yeah. To to see the the fruits. I yeah no you're definitely right. I think you know how the Elder Scrolls MMO is kind of like their their kind of way into the the different style of game, I guess. Like it's their like their attempt at a different type of game for their franchises. Like this is fallout. This yeah. is their version of a survival game. And there hasn't been a triple a survival RPG online game like that. So I'm kind of interested to see what Bethesda does. Bethesda doesn't have a lot of credibility with me right now for quality. So I'm kind of, I, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic for it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll I'm, I'm excited to hear details about it. You know, I'm I definitely a Fallout fan. I was telling you guys that I was I was hoping it would be uh, an isometric RPG in the old style because of the the success of like Pillars of Eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping to go back to the the old style. I think that would be awesome at this point. You know, some uh, like a really good graphic isometric RPG in the in the vein of the old Fallout games. I think that would be incredible. But definitely. But we're going to get a games as service and less time and money sink instead. At least that's how it seems right now. Uh, Beardless in the chat asked us if we read the 4chan leak. Uh, so I asked no, uh, but let us know what that is because I'm I'm, I'm interested. There's a, you know what? 4chan's been on point with leaking things recently because yeah. they link everything Pokemon that we'll get to in a little bit. They leaked yep. something earlier in the year. I can't remember what it was. It's like... How's 4chan? <laughs> the there, 
Yeah, there was something on the the Nintendo Switch subreddit. Uh, it, was, it was like so a god tier troll leaks uh, leaks the Pokemon games. Uh, it was like two months earlier or whatever, and it was literally exactly what the Pokemon games were. And it was dated from like uh, beginning of April or something like that. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. so, and those I, I think the right answers are out there somewhere. Obviously, there's a lot of people that were. Uh, uh, there was a post on 4chan that said Fallout is Fallout 76 is not like Rust, and that base building aspect for Fallout 4 was a test for this this game. So interesting. I, I'm 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 kind of with you, Will. I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, when I heard the the survival RPG, like I said, that kind of kind of uh, dissuaded you from being interested. <laughs> Yeah, it took the wind out of my sails a little bit, but at the same time, like I love the Fallout universe, so I'll try to try to not be such a negative Nancy about it. I think regardless if I'm interested, I think it'll be cool to see what happens with this game because it does seem like Bethesda is trying new things at the very least, which you know, there is something to be said for that because oh, we're over here complaining about everybody and their mother making a battle royale right now. Yeah. So I think it's cool that they are trying something different and maybe, you know, Bethesda didn't get to where they were for not for making bad games like the you I used to really love everything they did. But yeah, so well, it was funny because if you read in the chat when the thing was going on, people are like, it's just a massive troll attempt. They're going to announce the Skyrim re remaster or Skyrim coming to mobile devices with with chibi art. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was really good. I read that. I read uh, the Pip Boy could play Skyrim. Yep. One of the game in game computers in Fallout can play, play a full Skyrim. version of Skyrim. Yeah. Stuff that would like be that. Interesting. But. I actually thought you were spot on, Dan, with what you suggested that it was going to be the Switch release of Fallout Three or Fallout Four with Amiibo support, and that was the Amiibo that they had on there. Yeah, it was an Amiibo, not a Vault Boy Vault Boy bobblehead. I actually turned the stream off right after you said that. I'm like, Dan's, Dan's got it. There's yeah. no there's no point. And I was like, they're going to announce it in a couple more minutes. Like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. But turned once, out to not be the case. Once they went through the night with it, I was like, must be something big. Yeah, because that's a long time to drag out a massive <laughs> troll attempt. You know, if it was a couple hours, that'd be one thing. But this was literally all night for roughly 24 hours. And it's funny not only was this going on, Nintendo decided to do a surprise Pokemon whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah. Conference. Yeah. Which I saw Eurogamer. Wait, was it Eurogamer? It was somebody like that. It was like, hey, we're in Japan tonight. And everyone's like, why? And then like <laughs> another outlet was like, we're also in Japan. And then yeah. everyone's like, what's going on? Like it's Bethesda and Nintendo coming up with something. And then a joint venture. Lo and behold, we ended up getting the new Pokemon announcements. Yeah. You want to talk about those? Yeah. So uh, the first one that got announced, which was the one that I wasn't all that interested in, and it was Pokemon... What was it? Legends, Dan? Pokemon Quest. Pokemon Quest. Thank you. There's Dragon Ball Legends. I got mixed up. So there's Pokemon Quest. I haven't played it. You have, Dan. But what it looks like to me was a little... um, minecraft looking game where the pokemon are little blocks like kind of like how minecraft characters are 
and what you do is you control like a little area and you have them stomp out other Pokemon and like you kind of build an area. Yeah. Am I right with that? Uh, so, well, I mean, I'll talk about it during what I played, but it's, I don't know. It's a, it's definitely a mobile game first. Uh, yeah. I played it on the switch, uh, with in, in docked mode because I recorded it for my, uh, rated G games game channel. Ooh, what a uh, so game for docked it, mode. Yeah, it wasn't didn't work out too well. It was, it was a little <laughs> difficult, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It's not something I want to stick with because I don't know. I'll explain it during what we played. Okay, but yeah, it's it's different. I'll say that. Okay, so moving on to the bigger ones. Um, so before I even announce or not announce, before I even talk about it, for anybody who didn't see, this is not the new full-on Pokemon game that they're making that's coming out the second half of 2019 it's the hardcore Pokemon that that's like blue uh red you know ruby sapphire uh gold like those type of games that's coming out for switch next year yes so they did they did also I don't know if you saw this will but they assuaged people's fears and saying that there will be no tie-ins with Pokemon Go in the core it'll be nothing like Pokemon Go there's no tie-ins with Pokemon Go for the full-on Pokemon core game that's coming out next year. And you know what? Okay. They had they had to because people had their pitchforks out yeah. when this got announced because people were really upset. I didn't care as soon as I saw that they said that there is a, uh, a hardcore Pokemon game coming next year. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, that's fine. this isn't this isn't one of like my main game. So basically what it is, they announced Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And what it is is I don't know if it's a full-on remake of Pokemon Yellow. But it's kind of taking creative liberties like Pokemon Yellow did. And what it is, is you're playing in a new a new Pokemon game in Kanto, which is the original uh, Pokemon region for like red, blue, uh, yellow, uh, with the original 151 Pokemon. And what it is, is it's kind of like a dumbed down Pokemon because you get... <laughs> You get either Pikachu or Eevee to accompany you on your journey. And what you do is you travel the game. This is what I got. I'm not 100% sure because they haven't really given too many details on how the game works. But you're playing through the original games like you normally would. But instead of battling wild Pokemon, they pop up on the map kind of like how they do in Pokemon Go. And what you do is you walk around on the thing with the Switch... Um, and you walk to the Pokemon, and then it queues up like the battle that it would be, but you can't battle wild Pokemon, you can only catch them. So you catch wild Pokemon, but then you battle trainers and go through the story of the original game. So I'm kind of interested, because how are you going to level Pokemon up to battle trainers and evolve everything and so on and so forth without being able to grind out levels? I don't know how that's going to work. I'm interested to see. They haven't announced that yet. There's also Pokemon Go tie-ins. What they do is you can transfer Pokemon to and from Pokemon Go to this game and vice versa. Um, I'm not sure how it works. I don't know. You go to, like, I think it's called the Go Plaza or something like that. You do that. Uh, There's co-op, so you and a friend can do these battles with each other. You can catch Pokemon together. You can do all of that. Uh, There's also a new attachment, Joy-Con, which is a Pokeball, which was pretty cool. Dan, I don't know what you thought of it. I thought it was awesome. Um, the first thing I saw somebody say was, I can't wait to beat Dark Souls with that. <laughs> Someone will beat Dark Souls with that, absolutely. <laughs> so, that's already in the works, but yep. that 
that's kind of what the new Pokemon game is. And to be honest, I'm not at all disappointed with that. I no, kinda, it's fine. I think it's a cool. I think a we're getting a look of what the next Pokemon games will look like. And if it's anything like this or better, it's going to look incredible because I think this game looks awesome. Yeah. It's legitimately exactly what I'm looking for art style wise for the new Pokemon games. Yeah. I think my kids too are going to be really into this, especially my son because he plays Pokemon go a little bit. So I think he's going to be really interested to see his Pokemon from Pokemon go, go into his, you know, Pokemon, let's go Pikachu or let's go Eevee. And then the whole catching thing, you know, with you, you do the throwing motion with the Pokeball and then it's got a little thumbstick on it, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, it, yeah, we'll, and like we'll be, get, we'll be getting all into that when, when the time comes. I'll be uh, I'm, I don't know which one you're going to get, Dan, but I'm looking at Eevee. OK, I mean, if you get Eevee, I'll get Pikachu and we'll see, you know, like we used to back in the day, get the see, opposite ones. See what uh, what differences they have. But yeah, I'm actually interested because Gary and Ash, which are red and blue. Uh, are in this game team rocket is in this game so from what i can tell this looks like it's pokemon yellow just remade for the switch but more casual uh-huh. um other than that like they didn't show any gameplay really like so we don't honestly we really don't know what it's going to be like other than the three minute trailer that they had that's kind of all we know about the game i also yeah. know that they said that there is a brand new pokemon to be introduced in this game for people. Um, oh, cool. I think that might be where the rumor, the Gorichu rumor came from, uh, which is a evolution from Pikachu to Gorichu to Raichu, or maybe Raichu to Gorichu. I don't know how it works, but that may be where the, the rumor comes up because there's been a lot of stuff coming out recently about unused Pokemon. Um, it actually happened again today. There was a old Pokemon Gold and Silver demo that featured stuff that never ended up making it to the game, like different yeah. fire yeah. and water type Pokemon, different Pokemon that they like baby Pokemon and stuff like that. Like, this is weird that all of this is happening. So I wonder if they're going to be using some of this stuff for the new new games. But yeah, so that's uh, Pokemon. Let's go Eevee. Let's go Pikachu and Pokemon Quest, which we'll get more into later. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in this one. I think it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's sixty bucks, which kind of kind of sucks, but I love Pokemon, so whatever. I'm probably gonna get it. Yep. Yeah, I'm watching. It's the the catch animation is a little bit like Pokemon Go. Yeah. But you use your your either your Joy-Con or the Pokeball attachment with it, which I think is is really cool. People are gonna whip that Pokeball through their TVs. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> yep, like like with the Wii, flinging there, flinging there, Wii melts through the TV. So many viral videos are gonna happen this November. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's up next, Will? So Pokemon, or not Pokemon? Jeez, Pokemon on the brain. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, we're off to ancient Greece. You know what? This is another thing 4chan leaked. It, well, was it them that did the leak? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Jeez. Uh, they, they, you know, peeled out or rattled off all the details for this game. Uh, it takes place in Greece, like all the things that they're improving on in Origins. So that's, uh, Ed, in the works. It's going to be form. I think they formally announced it, but we're going to see more of it, uh, Monday, June 11th for the Ubisoft conference, 1 p.m. Pacific time for Eastern. So we'll see more of that. Uh, I'm interested. I think Greece is a cool time period from the go-to. I would have rather seen ancient Rome. I'm surprised. Mostly, mostly because I know I know more about it, and there's 
at least from what we know, more political intrigue. Yeah, I mean, what happened in Greece? It depends on the time period. I couldn't tell you anything, <laughs> personally. A lot of ancient philosophy and literature and all that stuff. That's boring, though. <laughs> I'd rather wars than backstabbing. Well, it, Rome was perfect at that. That's all they did was backstab and, and make war on everybody. So, so. You, know, you know what? Screw Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This is going to be the game that I hate for no reason. I need three next to Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're coming up here pretty soon. It's I have to be a little curmudgeon-y because those other two aren't here to hate. Oh, so you have to make up. Okay, yeah. So I have so to have pick to at least for... one thing. All right. That's my goal. I haven't decided on it yet. Um, do you want me to keep just rattling through these? Yep. Yeah, have had it. Uh, latest E3 League suggests Switch versions for Fortnite and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, yeah, I think we. This is something we all expected. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, which brings me to my next thing. Uh, Vegito, Blue, and Fuzamasu are out in Dragon Ball Fighter Z. For DLC today, uh, five bucks a character, or you can spend I think thirty dollars for the season pass and get every single character that they ever are going to release for the game. There's at least four more coming, and after that, um, who knows what they're going to do? There's apparently going to be a second season of characters, so you know, thirty dollars for potentially mm, twelve new characters is pretty good, in my opinion. Uh, next, cool stuff from Frostpunk coming. They announced that they're going to be adding. What I think is a new scenario called the Builders, which is an endurance mode, which I think is exactly what I was asking for yeah. in this game, where you just, just see how long you can last. Yeah, you just build for the sake of building. Um, you said that this game wasn't really built for that, so I'll be interested to see how they make it work in this game. What they might do is just make it so that the, the temperature keeps dropping, like just keeps going down, because you that that's when things get to, at least for me. That's when things got difficult. So if they keep dropping the, the temperature, you keep having to adjust and not overexpand your civilization because the further your stuff gets out from the core, the, the harder it is to keep it all warm and keep your resources stockpiled. So that might be their their goal is just to you know see how long you can do that while the temperature gradually drops and doesn't go back up. Okay. So if that, I had to guess. That's probably a good call on that. That's probably what they'll end up doing. Um there's stuff like that, uh, new kind of like building stuff too. So yeah, lots of stuff coming for that, and it's all free, which is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I might wait for all this stuff to get in before I actually end up playing it. Real quick, Beardless said in the chat that uh, Assassin's Creed Origins got into ancient Rome a little bit, so that's probably why they went went a different route. Okay, that's probably maybe they'll revisit Rome later, later in the game's uh, lifespan because. Yeah. Why not? I still want a World War II Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah. Uh, next, Insomniac's new game will be, will be revealed next week. So, uh, they're not, also working. It's not Spyro. Or Spider-Man. Yeah. So, who, so who knows? Know, we already know about Spider-Man. Yeah, so who knows what this is going to be. Insomniac, they're crushing it re- recently. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, they did Ratchet and Clank, too. Yep, they did Ratchet and Clank. Um... What else did they do? I'm totally blanking. I know they did something else. Re- oh, it was um, Infamous. Was it Infamous? No. 
the, the Xbox One exclusive. Oh, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive, yes. That's okay. Cool. They got a lot coming, Dan. I don't know if there's anything else. Um, the Mario Tennis Aces demo is out tomorrow. Oh, I have to download that. I think at least it is. Yeah, it is. It starts tomorrow. So we get that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that might be it. Okay. Get Dauntless. It's a less intimidating monster hunter. Yeah, Dauntless uh, is something we're looking at maybe doing an episode on. It's uh, the in beta, open beta on PC. I, I, I played it for maybe an hour last night. So, so far so good. Um, there's that. Cockroaches love being in PlayStation 4s. Yes, they do because of the heat. God, I don't even want to look at my PlayStation now. <laughs> ah, it doesn't get turned on. It's okay. Yeah, it's not going to generate much heat while it's off. <laughs> exactly. No, there's uh, more stories of, of them, like, uh, making nests inside of people's computers and stuff. Like, you take your broken computer to get it fixed, and they open it up, and it's full of cockroaches. It's disgusting. When I... Can we... Pre- how do you prevent that? Uh, I mean, we don't live in cockroach-infested areas, so that's part of the benefit, but... Yeah. Oh, I'm paranoid. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. I ha- I haven't seen it in any computers I've fixed, so... You would light that computer on fire if you did, probably. probably. Yeah, <laughs> I would just give it right back to its owner. Nope. Not doing this. Yeah, that's it for nibble bits for me. Okay. I don't know if you've got anything. No, I had everything. Uh, or uh, We talked about everything I had, so... Uh, how was your week? It was pretty good. Um... What did I do? Uh, playing. Th- I honestly have been playing video games a ton. Huh? That's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been watching hockey, too. Yeah, you want to talk about the game last night? Oh, my God. It's some great I, hockey. Yeah, honestly, this is probably the best final that I've seen within the last... I can't even remember, really, honestly. Yeah, because it's I would just, agree. It's wild, like... That James Neal goal yesterday to kick yeah. things off, like holy crap! Yeah, like, it was really good. That tip and then that shot to go in and Braden Holpe was unreal. Like, like though that third period, like besides like five minutes in it, like Vegas just was going to town trying to score. Um, to it's wild hockey. It really is. It's a lot of fun to watch. I think this is a perfect final for people who aren't hockey fans to watch to get into the game because it's literally everything exciting about hockey in a yep. series. It's there's a lot of speed, a lot of skill, a lot of physicality. It's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, what was I gonna say about it? Like that save that um oh the made save. on talk the save. The, the the potentially series saving save. Yep. Because I think if they went down two out of Vegas, they ain't winning. They ain't winning the series. Yeah, it it would be hard. That's for sure. So I, I'm honestly, I have no clue what's gonna happen this series. I really, I kind of think, I think it's Washington series. To be honest with you. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I hope Kuz, I hope Kuznetsov comes back. I don't want to see him have to miss. Oh. Know. This reminds me. What did you think of the Tom Wilson hit? Which one? On Marchessault. Uh, I don't know. I, it was it was interference, but I don't know if it was more than just interference. You know, because he I didn't actually, have the puck. Well, I actually found it dirtier than his hit he got suspended for. 
Really? Yeah, way hit, way dirtier. Um, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong hit then. It was when he hit him when he didn't have the puck, and it was so late that when he hit him, nobody saw it because nobody the refs nobody were following. Ex- nobody expected a hit. Yeah, because the it was like it was like two seconds of time, like after Marshall released the puck that he got hit. Okay. I just think those kind of blindside hits. I just think they shouldn't happen. They shouldn't happen that late. Um, people say he didn't get hit in the head, but concussions don't come only from headshots. Yeah. They happen just as much from getting jarred when you're not paying attention. Yeah, because uh, all it is is you certainly weren't you certainly weren't expecting to get hit that late. You know that just doesn't happen, like Exa- you said. Exactly. Uh, I found it way more. I found it dirtier than the one he actually got suspended for. I didn't think the hit that he got suspended for. I thought they were making up for other calls that they missed, um, okay. kind of all into one call. But the problem is because they made that, they weren't going to give him anything for that hit. So I see why they didn't say they didn't call anything. and I'm not mad about that at all. But I do think it was dirtier than his actual suspension that he got. Yeah. In, in the previous round or the other the other round, the second round. Uh-huh. But. Yeah. You have any other thoughts on the game? No, I just I've really I didn't think I was going to watch it, but. I've had it on the TV, like when I'm playing games and I find myself stopping playing video games to watch the hockey. Cause the hockey's so good. <laughs> that never happens. Like, you know, especially for two, you know, I, I don't have any skin in the game. You know, my predators are out. Uh, so, but, but yeah, I've just enjoyed the hockey so much. It's, it's, it's so good to watch. Yeah. It sounds like docs having a heart attack the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, was I saw somewhere that I, I wish I could get half ex, half as excited as Doc Emmerich when someone hits the post. <laughs> I just might saw that on Twitter or something. That's that's a funny line. I like. Yeah, that. it was like half excited as, about anything in life as Doc Emmerich gets when someone hits the post. Oh, like when Hopi made that save, I thought he was gonna. Explode. I thought I thought it was a goal. I think everyone thought it was a goal. I was. Yeah baffled as to how that did not go in and then when i watched it in slow motion i was even more baffled that it didn't still go in despite holpy getting stick on it you know he had to have some some force on that stick to because you know a lot of times those will hit the stick and like deflect in or uh just power through and and go in so that was that was an amazing save it really was there are actually two interesting quotes about that. When uh, Barry Trotz, they interviewed him after the game. They asked him about that. He said when Holpe made that save, they knew they were winning that game. Oh, really? Because everything was breaking right for them. Uh, he just kind of had that feeling that they are going to win. And then they asked Alex Tuck what he thought about that for the rest of the series. And he just said, I just got to bury it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I, it, it, and Jared, Jared Glant in his interview kind of kind of said the same thing. He's like, yeah, like they played a good game. I don't think we played our, our best game. The stuff that happened in the game, he's like, that that's hockey. Like, it, that's just what happens. You know, you can't. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hockey. Jeff Merrick's famous line is they're playing with a frozen puck on ice that bounces. Like, that's just yeah, the that's ice in Vegas. Game. The ice in Vegas was not very good, so. <laughs> you know what it's just gonna be it's gonna be as humid in dc like for game yeah. three so i don't know what they're gonna do it's uh you know a southern city in vegas and then uh you know uh mid mid-level city in in dc in the country 
I guess the ratings are pretty good though, which is yeah. some, like I saw the like the numbers. Like Las Vegas was ahead for the number one most viewed market for the series by like five million people or something absurd like that. Like I couldn't believe the number when I saw it. Wow. So it's doing really well. I think it was there was only two other game ones that were viewed more, um, more than this game one that they had just recently, like this season. So. The NHL's doing well. They got to be happy because they almost had Tampa Bay and Winnipeg yeah. for uh, a Stanley Cup final, which probably wouldn't be viewed as much. Yeah. Okay. Anything else for your week, Well, Not really. Just a bunch of work. Yeah, I really don't think I have anything to talk about for my week either. I'm sure I do, but I don't at the same time. If you if you come up with something, just uh, bring it up live. Yeah, probably will. Okay. Uh, well, let's get into what we played. So I will talk about Pokemon Quest first. Uh, I played roughly an hour of Pokemon Quest. I'll actually bring it back up because that'll help me kind of remember the details about it. Because it's so it's it's basically one of those tapper games that you play on like a phone. Yep, I guess. Um, and it was funny because uh, I think it was I think it was Kotaku and. They were like Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Quest. It, it's okay. It, it really, it's it, it's just okay. And I kind of I kind of agree with that sentiment. It's it's okay. So, what it is is you land on this island uh, of of Pokemon. So you start off in the first era. You have a Pokemon that you get to pick. Uh, I ended up picking the Squirtle, uh, and the Pokemon goes out, w- walks around randomly, comes across random Pokemon, and. Uh, you attack them. You have two attacks and then uh, two attacks that you pick and then the, the Pokemon will do like an auto attack. Uh, so eventually you set up your base camp. You cook food at the base camp to attract new Pokemon. And based on the stuff that you gather on your expeditions, you put it in the pot and cook it. And that's what attracts. Based on what's in there, it attracts different types of Pokemon. So they'll come in and you add them to your party. They have levels. They have abilities. They have abilities that you can power up. Uh, they have attack and, and hit points that you can power up based on, on the stuff that you find when you're on your expedition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the soul of the gameplay is the expedition. Uh, you eventually get a party of three Pokemon that you can take out. You can mix and match however you want. Uh, and they'll go out. And like I said, they randomly move around. Uh, they randomly attack other than your your abilities that you pick. Let me fast forward a little bit here in the video so you can kind of see what the what the expedition is like. Um, yeah, the expeditions all have levels. Uh, each world, like I guess there's like seven or eight different worlds. Uh, they all have their own boss at the end that you that you have to fight, and it's all based on like the power level of your of your party. It's 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 okay. It's an okay game. I I, I don't think I'll stick with it. I might pl- pl- like put up one or two more episodes for it on uh, my games channel, and then and then call it a day. Yeah. But, yeah, it's free. Uh, there is a, a shop where you can buy stuff to make buy. They're like little Pokemon cards that you use to um, like make your food go fast, cook faster. Because depending on what you have in your pot that you're cooking for your food, it, it'll take like three or four expeditions to to be finished. So, so that speeds it up, right? Yep, that speeds it up. So that's the microtransaction. There's Part also yeah. There's also um, energy 
for lack of a better word. It's a battery, and that's how many expeditions you can go on. And I think it start, it's at five, and that recharges every 20 minutes or half an hour. You get another point uh, to go on another expedition. Uh, but you can recharge those by completing quests or missions or all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's got the cute, like, blocky art style. It's uh, It's okay. I think it would be better on the phone on a phone than I'll probably probably play more on my phone than I will on the Switch after after all is said and done. So I'm gonna download it. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be available on the phones in June. Oh, never mind. So looks like I'm waiting. Yeah, I don't know when in June. I don't know if there's been a date yet, but i honestly it would be better in handheld mode than in 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 uh docked mode too so because you could actually like touch the the big buttons on the screen that you need to need to do so play how it's supposed to be played yeah but yeah it's it's okay it's yeah i'm way more looking forward to let's go eevee and let's go pikachu yeah me too those are gonna be good games yeah hopefully so played that uh oh i started bayonetta 2 Ooh. Yeah, I've I have had a hankering to play it. Um, Bayonetta two is definitely, at least for me, a huge improvement over Bayonetta one. I think it like as responsive as as Bayonetta one was. Bayonetta two feels that much more responsive, uh, and also the tells when the enemies are going to attack you are a little bit easier. So it's a little bit, it's quite a bit easier to predict predict when you're supposed to dodge, which ex- activates which time. So I've had a lot more success. Uh, in 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 my scores in Bayonetta two than I did in the first Bayonetta. Uh, it's also a lot more colorful, a lot more varied environments. Um, such a good game. Will I think you should you should play the Bayonetta games? I want to. I actually want to play them before the third one comes out. Oh yeah, because Bayonetta three is was announced. Was it at last year's at last year's E three? I want to say so. Yeah. Just just announced it. There was no even teaser trailer for it. Just just an announcement. But yeah, it, it's really good. Um, one of the best action games probably there is. It seems like it's right up my alley. Well, yeah, and you like the whole angels and devils thing too, uh, which I also enjoy. Uh, and it's it's very prevalent in this. There's very bizarre looking angels, very nasty looking demons. So yes, it's, it's quite good. Yeah. I uh, I really like I said I want to play it really bad. I'm really looking. I think Bayonetta three was supposed to be out this year, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I remember correctly. Um, if that ends up happening, out. who knows? But yeah, I do I do want to play them. Do you have the physical or the digital? Uh, so I bought the Bayonetta two physical, but it came with uh, digital Bayonetta one. Okay. So you'll probably have to buy the Bayonetta one if you want to play that one again, but you don't need to. You can just play the second one. Okay. Um, maybe watch, you know, watch the story of Bayonetta in five minutes or whatever on YouTube. Yeah. So you get the the background for it. So uh, I yeah. actually I'll call up some Bayonetta two gameplay in the. I always forget to do that. Corey's usually the one that would do it. Yeah, I'm he still trying. It too. Still trying to get the hang of of all this. Uh, so Bayonetta two gameplay. Switch. Uh, okay, add. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 really good. Um, so I've been slowly playing through that. 
Uh, I don't think I played any more Mario Kart. I briefly, we briefly played uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. We're in the last world. Hey. So that's that's going to be done here pretty soon. Beaten game next week. Hopefully. I would I would think we'll have it beaten I, by next week. I believe in you. Yeah, because well, we only have a couple more levels and then the boss to do. It is uh, getting quite a bit more difficult, but but still, good stuff. So what did you play, Will? Oh, man. Dan, I played some Hyrule Warriors. Nice. <laughs> I can't even begin to say how much better Hyrule Warriors is than Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah. Like... I was playing some different characters today. Like, I played the Zora. I can't remember her name. Um, Fi, who is from Skyward Sword. Um, Jeronia, who is the Uh Goron. Uh, They all play so differently. Like, it's crazy. Like, when I was playing the Zora, I think Rudo. Yep. Like, when I was playing Rudo, like, the special attack, like, the Y one, which is usually, like, your power attack... Like, she becomes, like, a turret, and you throw waves at, like, enemies. Just, like, legitimately, like, legit water waves, like, and crash into people, and then you do a big one, and it takes out, like, a whole, like, the AoE damage she was doing was crazy, and, like, I was, like, crushing things with uh, Fi, and I was, like, every character is played so different in this game, like, it's amazing. Yeah. I even, I even like the story, which is something to say, like, most (laughs) of those Warriors game stories are terrible, like... I really I'm enjoying the story. I should say uh, Lana is my favorite character. I think she's the most fun to play. She's the the female wizard with the blue hair. Okay, yeah. She I'm trying to remember. I had a favorite character, and I don't remember who it was. It was one of the female ones. It wasn't Sheik? I don't think. Who's Who's the all blue character? Impa. Wait. Maybe maybe it was Impa. With the big sword. Yeah. I think it I might know. have been Impa. I'll have to I'll have to look and see which which character it is. Yeah, let me see. But yeah, um, yeah. No, that you're right. That the it game's fabulous and it runs a lot better on the Switch than it did on the Wii U, or than it does on the Wii U. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can. Oh wait, I should bring it up on my phone. Hold on, Dan. I'll bring up Impa. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's just like I don't know how much you remember of the game, Dan. But I just got the Master Sword, and you're fighting the ghost soldiers in that one thing, that one mission. Yeah. Well, I remember I played about 70 hours of Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, that's not it. She was all blue, I think. Like, all blue. Literally all blue. Mm. I played as that one uh, input quite a bit, too. But I feel like she, like, floated and danced around in circles. Yes. Fee. Fee. Oh, was it Fee? Fee, yeah. Fee. That Fee's always going, like, when you're not playing as her, saying, well, my calculations say that we have increased our chance to win by destroying all of the blah, 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 blah. Like, it was very, like, like a computer kind of yeah. that you get from a game, but it was, like, some mystical being. Yeah. No, that's that's who I liked playing as the best. I, I love the game. It's, yeah. it's really good. You play in handheld mode mostly? No, I really only play indie games in handheld because okay. that's the game I'm most likely to play, like in bed. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not huge into handheld mode unless I'm going somewhere or gonna lay in bed. 
Yeah. So. Gotcha. But like my circumstances are different. Like I'm when I'm sitting down to play video games, like I'm not gonna let anything else bother me. Like yeah. you know, like having kids around uh, where you have to be like ready to move around and whatnot, or you know, all of those reasons. Like I'm just stationary. I'm just gonna lay down for an hour and play some games. Yeah, that's the way to do it. But yeah, that's Hyrule Warriors. It's a fantastic game. I can't. I'm gonna keep playing it. And uh I love it. Hmm. Nice. All right, anything else? I don't think so. Okay, feedback time then. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I redid the feed, the game giveaway list. Ooh, I haven't shared it, so. Uh, let's see here. Okay, it looks like we got three pieces of feedback. Why? So, the first is from Alex, who says, uh, Pam Beasley, there's a master key and a spare key for the office. Dwight has them both. When I asked, what if you die, Dwight? How will we get into the office? He said, if I'm dead, you guys have been dead for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellas, for my E3 predictions, CE Project Red will show off a little of their new game. Okay. Uh, Xbox and PS4 will show off competing IPs. No. Xbox isn't going to have any exclusives. That's a bold claim. No, they'll have Halo <laughs> 6. Yeah, Halo 6. I still say that we're going to see something Fable. Uh, Doom <laughs> sequel for Bethesda. Ugh. Do you think? Already yeah. was Doom, Doom come out in 2016? I want to say so, but I also think I heard that there's going to be a Doom sequel, so I wouldn't okay. be surprised. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Doom, but I just have no interest in playing it, and I can't put my finger on it. I can see it not being a game you'd be interested in. It's weird because I like shooters a lot, but it, it's yeah, but it's it's a like really super fast paced action shooter. I, we tend to like the story based shooters more. Yeah, maybe maybe Bethes- most of the things that I hate, other than Death Stranding, is Bethesda based. Yeah. I hear ya. That might be my key. He says, next, I'm thinking of playing Skyrim. It is on every platform imaginable, so it must be kind of good. Did you have a favorite mod for Skyrim? Then he said, finally, the office quote I shared is one of my favorites because I truly believe that if a zombie apocalypse happened or drought or nuclear war, then out of everyone in the office, Dwight definitely would have the greatest chance of survival. Do you guys agree? Have a great one, Alex. Uh, So first, Skyrim. I only dabbled a little bit in the mods for Skyrim. Uh, however, Corey will tell you to play Enderall. Uh, here we it's, go. It's kind of a whole like separate game in in Skyrim. It's not. It's its own thing, but it's a mod for Skyrim. Um, that's kind of its own like separate game. So if you get the PC version of Skyrim, Corey, uh, I'm saying this for you, but you have to do Enderall. But other than that, I only did a little bit of the graphical mods for Skyrim. I never really got into the extra content mods for Skyrim. But that was before the Definitive Edition came out, too. So go ahead, Will. Was it me and Eric who used to pick on Corey's Enderall? Probably. I think we all teased Corey a little bit about (laughs) Enderall. I I did play some of Enderall, and he was right. It was very good. Um, 
but I was kind of past the whole Skyrim thing at that point, so I didn't I didn't end up sticking with it. So yeah, Corey's actually your best bet for modded Skyrim because like I've modded it like a lot, but I never knew how to do it. I always had either Dan or friends do it for me. So yeah. uh, because I'm contrary to being on a video game podcast, I'm very computerly dumb. So I always needed help with it. So yeah, if you message Corey or even we can get some stuff from him and be able to report it back to you. Yeah. Enderall. I think it's spelled E and oh, I have it still on my thing. I'm not going to, I don't want to launch it, but it's N D E N D E R A L Enderall. I'm sure if you search for it, it'll, it'll come up, but definitely I'm going to suggest that for Corey because he will, he will text us tomorrow and have a fit if we didn't mention Enderall. <laughs> Uh, probably listening right now. Oh, definitely. Uh, and then he says, Doom sequel, the next Elder Scrolls or Dragon Age, uh, which I said, yes, Dragon Age. Definitely. I think we'll see something from Dragon Age. But I, yeah. I don't I don't know about Elder Scrolls now, now that there's a new Fallout game coming out. What do you think? Yeah, I actually was actually I wanted to bring this up, but I forgot about it. People on Reddit who kind of dig more into this than I do said that. Bethesda was announcing two new games before they even announced the new Elder Scrolls. Um, I thought seven, eight years is a little long in between Elder Scrolls games, but I also don't know what's going on. I don't follow it too closely, so I don't know if we're going to see new Elder Scrolls this summer. Yeah, because Skyrim came out in 2011. Yeah. It was the year we started this, this shindig. I want to say they said something along the lines of they're developing a brand new engine for the game because the engine that they have is holding them back. Okay. If that was true and they haven't done that yet, then we're maybe still a little bit off. But I can't say I saw that for myself. So I just saw that people were saying that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I tended to believe those people more because people want their other scrolls more than anything. Yeah. So. Yes, they do. Okay. Uh, Office. Survival. Uh, Now, Eric texted us this exact same thing that I was thinking. And that's that... Eric thinks Creed. And I thought Creed, too, as like a dark horse pick. Yeah. Only because you could tell Creed's been into some weird stuff in his life. I just feel like he's a survivor, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he would just have... He would just be able to survive. Well, here's... I I think Dwight has more skills, no doubt. But I just think that uh, that Creed has the knack for for getting what he needs to, you know. Do you know? Okay, so you know when you see somebody do an activity or before they do an activity. Okay, say like I'm trying to figure out a way to explain this. You know the type of person that they're either going to be super good at something or because they look like they'll be so good at something they're going to be terrible. That could be Dwight. Dwight could be either yeah, really yeah. good at surviving or he's actually really terrible when actually it happens. Because everybody yeah. expects them to be so good that he would end up being the one to die first. Sure. So that's where I'm at yeah. with that. I can see it going both ways. For a Dark Horse pick, I don't know. Creed would be a good one. I could see Stanley just being so put off by it, him surviving a while. <laughs> Just out of sheer stubbornness. Yeah, just out of spite because he's so mad that... Or yeah. because he's so happy he doesn't have to go to work anymore. That he has a new lease on life. Um, yeah. People like Jim, Michael, Andy, they'd all be terrible. Oh, absolutely terrible. 
Um, I don't know. Out of all the female characters in the office, I don't know. Meredith. <laughs> she, did, she does have a degree. It would have to be Meredith that would sur- be the survivor. But only if there was booze. Yeah. She would, she would be just... the one to make her own booze out of... It would be toilet whiskey or whatever they make in prison. God. Yeah, she'd just be passed out in her room every night. Yeah. The zombies would just think she's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good question. Okay. Uh, next on the list is from Tito. Lots of gaming news coming out the past couple days. So th- saw this and became immediately interested. Want to know your thoughts. Um, it's about Octopath Traveler. It's an IGN article kind of kind of uh, running through some Octopath Traveler gameplay. Uh, I am super excited for Octopath Traveler. I played the demo when it came out. Uh, was it was it before Christmas last year that the demo came out? Or was it after E3 last year when the demo came out or in the fall? It doesn't matter. Uh, but I played the demo. I think you still can download the demo. Uh, and it's amazing. Uh, obviously, the artwork speaks, speaks for itself. But uh, I really enjoyed the battle system, too. It reminded me a lot of Bravely Default um, in kind of uh, holding back your powers to to make them stronger and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's an amazing-looking game, and I cannot wait for that to come out. It's a month and a half. A oh, month and a half close. away until, until Octopath Traveler can't wait yeah i know you're excited for it too well i know Corey's excited even though he doesn't have a switch he should have a switch he should have a switch i agree i can't believe everyone sold his i think everyone should have a switch i honestly don't even use my xbox or playstation for playing games anymore yeah just my switch yeah yeah so month and a half not much longer to wait and the last one is from Jake, who said Idaho Jake, who says, "Hey guys, I was excited to hear what Fallout seventy six was all about until I hear it is an online survival game. Now it will probably pass." I hear you, Jake. Definitely was was a little bit crushing to hear that news. Did anybody uh, expect anything else though? Yeah, actually, I would. I would just thought. Uh, I mean, we were. I, I was expecting an announcement. For like a Fallout Three anniversary or something like that, you know. I was ready, ready for a clothing line. Clothing line, yeah, that would have been a nice troll attempt. He says now for the Idaho Jakes, this ain't gaming history. Nineteen ninety seven, Hexic, Beyond Heretic was released for Nintendo sixty four. Nineteen ninety eight, Road Rage three D was released for PS two, and Banjo Kazooie was released for the Nintendo sixty four. In two thousand seven, Halo two came to Windows. 2013 Final Fantasy Tactics released on Android devices. 2016 Dead Island Definitive Edition and Witch 3 Blood and Wine Witcher 3 Blood and Wine was released worldwide. And 2018 Yesterday Origins was released on the Switch. Thanks guys and have a good fork knife. Fork knife. Fork knife. Uh love it. Yeah. Okay, so that is feedback. Thank you, everyone, for feedback, as always. Uh, let's get into the game giveaway, shall we? You've got the numbers, right? I do have the numbers. Right, I have the list. Evernote. Or, oh, wait, I, I, did not, yeah, I did not share the list this time. That's probably for the better, because I'm the one Oops, that keeps... That's, that's beating games. Messing it up. Okay. 
Yeah, so there's a hundred between one and 150. So the I took off a lot of games that had already been claimed, and then there was a few that weren't really games that I took off too. So we're at 150 right now, 150 oh. exact. Dan did some cleaning. Um, yes. Uh, before we before we get started, Jake, we owe you back games. We owe you Reyes, the Banner Saga, Galaxy, Stronghold Crusader Two, or Mythic Wonders: The Philosopher's Stone. And then Tate, we owe Oklos, uh, English Country Tune, which is gone at this point. So I will take that off the list. Sorry, Tate. Because uh, that's what Jake took last week. So it's Oklos, Husk, Europa Universals 3, Complete, or Fear 3. So uh, between 1 and 3 for feedback. Okay. Uh, so one and three, we've got three. Three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, three would be Idaho Jake again. Woot! Congrats, yeah. Jake. Nice work, Jake. Jake Oob. Do, 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 do. Now it's one through 150. One through one fifty. One twenty. One twenty. Let me just okay. One twenty is Symphony. Symphony? Symphony. Alright, that's number one. Uh next. One forty seven. The numbers on here. One twenty, one forty seven is Eats munchies. Jeez. Ah, uh, good start. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. Wow, that's throwing it back. Uh, contagion. Real winner so far. Yeah. Fifty-five. Fifty-five is minion masters. Don't know that one either. Well, Dan, I hope 85 is a decent game. 85 is Octodad, Dadliest Catch. That's the game I've heard of. One I've at least heard of. So, okay, so your games are 120 Symphony, 147, which is Eats Munchies, 13, which is Contagion, 55, which is uh, Minion Masters, and 85, which is Octodad Dadliest Catch. Boom. Boom. So that's that. Um, next week, not sure what we're going to do yet. We're knocking around a few ideas. We're thinking about maybe doing Dauntless which is the Monster Hunter, I don't want to say clone, but it's a similar game to Monster Hunter for PC. It's an open beta, so we may do that. We still have to do Battletech. Um, so those are some options for, for next week's episode. But we're not sure yet, as usual, what we're going to do. So We'll decide on Wednesday. Probably. I would like to decide before that, but who knows if we're actually going to do that. We'll try. You know? We'll try. Um. 
so yeah, if you want to help our podcast, I know I've said, said this for the past couple of weeks. I won't say it every week, I promise. But uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free uh, once a month uh, at, uh, Twitch Prime sub, I guess is the best way to say it. You can subscribe to our channel through Twitch Prime and uh, not have to pay anything. So that's a good way to support our channel without spending a dime, which is the way to do it, right? Definitely fall free yeah um anything else will no that's it okay uh that'll do it for episode 358 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan and i am well thanks for listening and get out of my basement